Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. The Supreme Court is expected to rule this week on a case that could determine the fate of the 10 detainees in Guantanamo who expect to be tried in a military tribunal. Director of the Project on Criminal Justice Tim Lynch discusses the myriad legal issues surrounding the situation in Guantanamo Bay. We've heard so much about Guantanamo Bay and our policies there, the controversies surrounding it. Can you help sort some of this out? Sure. There are three sets of legal controversies that uh, have arisen out of Guantanamo Bay. The first set of issues I call detention issues. That is, are we holding the right people down there? There are some people who were fighting against our forces in Afghanistan, and they were taken prisoner and brought to Guantanamo Bay. We've had many wars in the past where we've established POW camps, and this is basically the same type of idea where foreign fighters are taken off of the field of battle and they're held in POW-style camps. There are some people, though, who say that they were picked up by accident, that they don't belong there. That's a detention issue. The second set of issues that arise out of Guantanamo Bay concern treatment issues. This is the controversy over whether our military personnel, the guards down there, are possibly mistreating the prisoners who are down there, whether they're down there properly, that they were fighting against our forces, or they were picked up by accident. Whether or not the prisoners are being mistreated, possibly tortured, that's a treatment issue. And finally, the third set of legal issues that arise out of Guantanamo Bay concern trial issues. The Bush administration has set aside about 15 to 20 men down there out of the 500 that are being held, and they're saying that these 15, 20 people are eligible for trial before military tribunals. Now, the key difference between somebody who's being simply detained down there, deprived of their liberty, and somebody who's down there and is facing a trial before a military tribunal is the possible punishment that the government can inflict. Somebody who's being detained has been deprived of their liberty, but somebody who's going before a military tribunal, this is somebody who, if they're found guilty, they could possibly be executed by the government. So all of the legal issues are serious ones, but we have to focus on what the government exactly wants to do to that person. Do they want to detain the person? Do they want to coercively interrogate that person, possibly torture that person? Or do they want to put them on trial and possibly execute that person? These are three basic essentials of what's going on down in Guantanamo. The Supreme Court is about to come down with a ruling on the tribunal issue specifically. How do you think they're supposed to rule on this? Yes, the Supreme Court is about to rule in a case called Hamdan versus Rumsfeld. This is the military tribunal issue. President Bush said that this man down there by the name of Hamdan is eligible for trial before a military tribunal. His trial has not yet taken place. He immediately challenged the constitutionality of this proceeding, and it, it worked its way right up to the Supreme Court for resolution. And this case carries important legal implications because President Bush is basically saying that he can arrest any person in the world, and he will decide where this person is tried, whether he's tried before a civilian court, before a civilian judge, and a trial by jury, as happened with Zacharias Massawi, for example or whether that person is going to be put before a military tribunal where the constitutional safeguards of the Bill of Rights are not going to be in place. This is an important controversy because when most people hear of military tribunals, they immediately think that this only involves foreign fighters captured on an overseas battlefield. But this is not the argument that the Bush administration is advancing. They are saying that the President of the United States has this power to designate anybody 
Once the president accuses somebody of being involved in terrorism, they're saying that the president can try that person before a military tribunal and then possibly execute that person. Doesn't matter if the person is an American citizen or not. Does not matter if the person is picked up here in the United States or on an overseas battlefield. So it's an important precedent regarding the scope of executive power. We're fighting the war on terror, as far as I understand. Why isn't it obvious then that these people should be treated as prisoners of war? Well, the president has designated all of these prisoners as to, he calls them enemy combatants, which in law means that they are not eligible for the protections of the Geneva Convention. Now, this is a very controversial designation that the president has made. It's true that the Geneva Convention does not apply to everybody in the world. A country has to be a party to the Geneva Convention. Some of the arguments from the Bush administration lawyers are that look, Al Qaeda is not a nation state; they're not a party to the Geneva Convention. The other argument that they make is Al Qaeda does not respect the rules of warfare. They attack civilians. That's their plan. Their objective is to target civilians and to commit war crimes. So, for these reasons, the Bush administration argues this that members of Al Qaeda are not eligible for the Geneva protections. This runs into problems, though. However, when the Bush administration levels an accusation against a specific person, it's one thing to argue in general that Al Qaeda does not respect human rights and that they attack civilians. But when they turn around and accuse an individual person and say you're a member of Al Qaeda, that's why we're going to try you before a military tribunal. If this person denies the charge and says no, I'm not, I want a trial by jury so that I can establish my innocence. This is where the problems come in. You just cannot assume the guilt of a person in advance of the trial. The purpose of the trial is to sort out who is a member of Al Qaeda and who is not. There's only going to be a few easy cases. You know, if you've captured Osama bin Laden or one of his top lieutenants, people who go on television and admit to these war crimes and admit that they're members of Al Qaeda. But that's just an easy handful of cases. But once you start accusing people who we've never heard of before and saying that you're a member of Al Qaeda, the purpose of the trial is to sort out who is guilty of war crimes and who is not. And so this is where the Bush administration's legal theory, I think, runs into serious problems. So once a detainee is designated as an enemy combatant, does he have any legal recourse to challenge this accusation? He can make that argument, but the legal protections that are going to be in place in these military tribunals—it's hard to even refer to them as law because, according to the Bush administration, these are just procedures that the president and lawyers at the Pentagon. Develop on their own. These are rules that can be in place today, but they could be revised, modified, or repealed tomorrow. It's not clear, you know, if somebody is acquitted during one of these tribunals, they might try him next month on new charges. So, these legal safeguards that are going to be in place in the tribunals are very flimsy, and they're not worth very much. Even members of our own military are concerned about the outcome of this case. How will this impact them? Yes, it's true that members of the U.S. military are watching this case very closely because military lawyers take a long-term view of controversies like this. In their view, this is not just about the present conflict with Al Qaeda; this is about the legal precedent that is going to be set. They're looking down the road, ten, twenty years from now. America might be at war with another country, and that country might take members of the U.S. military 
They might capture some of our troops and they might accuse them of war crimes. And that country might then point back to this controversy and say, well, when America accuses someone of war crime, they set up special courts, special tribunals with special rules that are in place. And then they might use that against our own troops in some future conflict. They'll set up a special court without legal safeguards. So our own troops will be vulnerable to these war crimes charges where then they will be possibly executed. So the U.S. military is very concerned about our policy and they want to make sure that we have good, solid legal precedents in place so that it won't come back to hurt us later. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.